the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Hump Day. If a certain individual in the studio tonight continues to refer to this as Friday Eve, get him out of here. I might have to deny him the next two days off and make Woo-hoo! him have to work. Hump Day. Um, there we go. All right, guys. Um, Wow. Uh, All eyes on uh, the great state of Florida uh, tonight. There are many, unfortunately, that are looking for looking at the disaster down there and actually are glad for it for political reasons. I find it absolutely devastating tonight. Our thoughts and prayers with everybody across the state of Florida. I don't care what your politics are. So prayers for everybody there, um, for everybody's safety, for the safety of their families, for the safety of their pets. One of the things I thought about today was the animals. So many times when we have natural disasters, we lose animals, too many, too many animals. And I, it may, people may be going, AK, it's about the human beings, but you know what? I care about all life on the Andrea K show. Glad to have you here with me tonight. We've got much other, much other topics to chat about tonight. I, I literally could sit here and watch this coverage and talk about this this storm all night, but we do have other things we've got to chat about tonight. We, we, we are possibly looking at, some people are concerned that we are possibly on the, the edge, on the verge of a nuclear war involving the sabotage of the Nord Stream 2 to Nord Stream pipelines. So I reached out today to the one and only Jesse Jane Duff, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, to bring her on tonight to talk about this. We don't want to jump to any conclusions. We don't want to share any inaccurate information, but we've got to start asking some questions and we've got to start paying attention to what is going on with this story. We've got that to share with you guys tonight. Later on in the show next hour, we've got the financial thought doctor himself. Dave Elhoff is going to be here. There's a governor in, in uh, the state of America today or yesterday, that made a move on behalf of their citizens that is remarkable and hopefully is going to bring some economic relief to the citizens in that state. We're going to talk to Dave Elhoff about it and whether or not that's something that should be happening across uh, the country. Before I go any further, i got to bring in this man. It's Friday Eve for him. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. DJ DJ Potato Skins. His uh, approach is so authentic that it's undeniable. Yeah, it's authentic. It's undeniable. That's why she said yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So and just to catch you guys up briefly, because I could also sit and chat about uh, chat about weddings. But our man, DJ uh, Potato Skins, will soon be a two pack 
of potato skins because <laughs> he's a couple of spuds. A couple of spuds. He's getting married this coming weekend. And so tonight is his last night with us before the wedding this weekend. And then he's off on his honeymoon. So if you want to call in and wish him a very happy appreciate uh, wedding, that would be awesome. If you've got any marital, marital advice, Give us a call about that too, 888-344-1170. And I can't wait to party with AK. That's right. I'll be there partying. I'll, I have my dancing shoes on, 888-344-1170. We also want to hear from you if you have family in Florida. If you are in Florida, there's Florida obviously, as y'all know, is a huge state. And there's many people that are in Florida that are experiencing some of the hurricane, not the worst of it. I've actually heard from people on the socials today that are actually in the thick of it in Orlando and Tampa area. Please stay safe. Um, but we would love to hear from anybody 888-344-1170 if you're down there and if you want to call in and share your experience right now it has it it entered the state it made landfall i believe is a category four of upwards of 155 mile an hour winds there is a six foot storm surge six foot wall of water and let me remind y'all that the tsunami in phuket was not six feet high was it was it six feet high it wasn't much more than that. It doesn't It doesn't have to be. People think of a wall of water as needing to be like a 30-foot wave. No, a, a, a six-foot storm surge is huge and packs a tremendous amount of power. It is currently a Cat 2 with 105-mile-an-hour uh, winds, and 1.8 million people are without power. There's also reports today that it, it is too late to evacuate, obviously, and uh, DeSantis has done an incredible job, in my opinion, in preparing for, for this expected. storm. Yeah, as expected. In fact, uh, D.C. Drano, one of my absolute favorite conservative, Rogan Hadley, uh, lives in Florida. He just married a gal from Naples, Florida. He was actually, uh, you know, showing some footage from Florida before the storm, you know, got close and made landfall before it was unsafe. And here's what he had to say about it. Florida may be getting hit by a nearly Cat 5 hurricane, but we have a Cat 10 governor. Biden can stay his blank in Delaware. We got this. Um, DeSantis had tweeted, uh, Florida is ready to respond. Uh, Ian is making landfall now. Florida is ready to respond. We have fleets of high water vehicles, 42,000 linemen, 7,000 National Guardsmen, and 179 aircraft prepared to help. Let me tell you, if we had had a Category 10 governor down by way of New Orleans, you wouldn't have seen. They're not waiting for FEMA. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have seen what happened in Katrina. There still are people, though, that a governor can only do so much. There still are people that refuse to leave and, and des- decided to ride it out. And when you look at the water up to rooftops, there are some, some of the, there, there's, they, I don't know that they've got the equivalent of the Cajun Navy that's going to be able to go around and, and pick people off a rooftop. So hopefully not that many people decided to stay behind and ride it out. The polit- as we talked about last night with Diamond and Silk, the politicizing of this has just been absolutely grotesque. Absolutely grotesque. And you would think that it would have calmed down today, that it's one thing to politicize it when it's just like, you know, a little clump of on the TV out in open water swirls, right? It stopped. But you, you, yeah, it, you would think that the politicizing would stop once the damage is beginning to be done. Once people's lives are being absolutely wrecked. Because let me tell you, boarding up your windows isn't going to help you when you got water up to the roof, Right. DeSantis has done an amazing job in preparing that state, which is to be expected. I mean, you know, uh, 
not only is he brilliant, but you, you look at everything that he's done as the manager, top executive of Florida. And of course, he, you expect him to respond in a way that's according uh, accordingly here. He was at a press conference and they tried to somebody tried a reporter tried attempted to politicize his press conference. And this is one reason why this is an example of why people love DeSantis so much. Skins, please play clip one. FEMA Administrator Chris Wells said today that she acknowledged concerns that of Florida's, as was said, lacks response to the storm so far, and that whoa, some whoa, folks whoa, are whoa. Give there. me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty. And, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the the counties when they've needed something stuff gets there very quickly because of what kevin and his team have done that's a leader yeah absolutely despicable but here's what's interesting because when nothing was done with katrina nothing was done you know what people were told down in new orleans they were told pack up go to the superdome be prepared to bring three to four days worth of food because we're not even going to have food and water there for you that was the extent of of what the mayor and the governor of uh, of Louisiana did in New Orleans when a Category 5 was headed up to the state. And the reason why he didn't even provide any food, and, and we all know he didn't, no evacuation plan, buses sat and got flooded, Amtrak trains sent away empty. The reason why he didn't even provide food at the, at the Superdome or security, remember all the rapes that happened? was because the year before when Hurricane Hector was on its way, he did the same thing. His big his big evacuation plan, his big catastrophe and hurricane crisis plan was to send people to the Superdome. That time he sent them there to he, he provided Lucky Dogs, which was our local hot dog vendor, and the local people complained about it. I guess they wanted the Jambalaya King from Gonzales to come and cook up pots of jambalaya. I don't know. Um but the the you, the mayor, I don't remember his name at the time. He was the one who said, we're going to rebuild and have a chocolate city. He ended up going to prison because he, he embezzled all the money and, and all this kind of stuff that went on down there. I don't remember what his name was at the time. All of the 100% of the criticism was leveled towards George W. Bush, the president of the White House. If anybody's got an issue with anything or perceived issue with anything DeSantis was doing or not doing as this hurricane was on its way, if they if they had any concerns about anything going on in Florida, why isn't anybody blaming Joe Biden. Right. Maybe because Joe Biden was in in a, a press conference today looking around for a dead woman. More on that later. Absolutely despicable. We're going to take a break. The politicizing got even worse. But my favorite. <laughs> my favorite was Don Lamont, as he's being called. Fellow LSU grad kind of stepped in it, stepped in a big pile. Hey, that's two in recent weeks. That's right. He stepped in it. Trying to politicize a report from the head of the Hurricane Center. Y'all going to love this. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. 
bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Al from Love and Grove, thanks for wishing me a congratulations on my wedding. Now, back to AK. And if you've got any advice, any marital advice for uh, DJ Taterskins, 888-344-1170. Also, if you're in Florida, have friends in Florida, you want to let me know what's going on in Florida, 888-344-1170. prayers are up. prayers are up. And you can also email me at andreakshow.com. I've already gotten an email. Um, someone says, I feel sure this is about the animals. I feel sure that they're doing all they can to save the animals as well. I have friends there too. A friend just shared this with me via Facebook Messenger, and it's a post from Fox uh, 13 News, News in Tampa Bay. The Chilean flamingos at Sunken Gardens in St. Pete, Pete are safe and sound inside the bathrooms with Hurricane Ian Ian making conditions unsafe outside. So I'm glad to see these. Be- I love flamingos. They're such beautiful, just amazing creatures. So I'm glad to see this. So and hopefully you know they're not really pink. No, they're not. Well, they're they're more salmon colored. I don't think if they make them deep pink with what they what they feed them. Oh, OK. All right. Interesting. So I'm just praying over everybody down there. Um, this should this should be a time where politics is you know they, there's that old saying politics should be at the water's edge leave it stops at side. the water's edge yeah you know and 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 worse to make it be to attempt to make it to be about climate change is just absolutely despicable and and it's in part because it seeks to tell the people that are being victimized by this natural disaster that there's something somebody could have done to stop it that's just if people abu- took this seriously. This yeah. wouldn't have been happening. That's just abusive. That's just abusive. It's called weather. Oh, the storms are getting worse. Um, really? You know, um, next next year there will be a trop. We just had a hurricane. That's Don Lemon thinking. Didn't we just have a hurricane off of uh, the Baja, California? We did. It's one of the reasons why we had so much humidity here in San Diego. It hardly got a mention. You know why? Because it wasn't category form, four storm. If every hurricane was increasing because of climate change, that one would have been a category four or five, right? Instead, it was a nothing burger, at least to us here in San Diego. And it did very little damage that I'm aware of to Mexico where, uh, you know, it, it, it crossed over land. This is absolutely despicable that they're trying to tr- trying to exploit this crisis for their politics. And the worst of the worst in some ways, I, I, uh, there's just so many. It was almost like a Hall of Fame. It was like a smorgasbord. It was like a veritable buffet of idiocy and dumb clips of, of the hacks in the media trying to politicize this involving climate change. But the, <laughs> the worst, <laughs> the funniest is Don Lemon because he actually tried to get the dude, that head dude from the Hurricane Center, Noah, to admit that this was a cause caused by climate change. And here's what uh, the interchange was. Clip seven. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay, well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there. And these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to <laughs> Never mess with Noah. 
Uh-huh. Uh huh. And and you, if you watch the video of this, you can see that. I mean, the guy, the look on his face is like, you know, really, you're going there with this. So he's like, you know, you can't link this to climate change. If you want to say that it's affecting storms in general, he's kind of like, okay, you know, I'll let you say that, but you know, really, you know, um, this is nonsense. Some years you have storms. This is the work. This is uh, some years you have. Um, in recent times where we had multiple cat twos and cat threes in a summer. And then this year was the first time I think that the, uh, we went an entire summer. There was none, right? There was no named storms up until, uh, up until now, really, I think, or up until the one that was off Mexico. This was, you know, the, and this is really the, the truth about weather. You can, it, it goes up and down. Some years, when was Katrina? 2005? That was a category five. That was 2005. That's the natural way that weather is unpredictable. Right. It's unpredictable. So that was 2005. That was actually after they said that climate change was going to have the island of Manhattan and the entire state of Florida underwater. If they were true, if they were correct with anything that they've been saying and trying to shove on us related to climate change, Florida wouldn't even exist right now. We wouldn't even be having a conversation about this hurricane. That's how dumb this is. There was a report out by uh, one of the world's leading climate scientists today, and I didn't have time to get into it, to delve into it. But here was a tweet that I saw referencing all these maps and this entire uh, charts and uh, all the science that this guy has put in this latest report. And here's what it said. Carbon dioxide, the trace gas in the U.N.'s endless global warming fear campaign, is in long-term decline. If it falls as low as 155 ppm, and it could, then all life will die. CO2 reached 180 ppm at the end of the last glaciation 14,000 years ago. A colder world is the biggest threat. Now, of course, you know, they've conveniently moved from global warming to climate change because we really didn't heat up and burst into a ball of flames like they predicted. We didn't have Florida underwater. We didn't have all the the ice caps melting. You know, we still have glaciers happening in the world. Um, But the reality is the inconvenient truth for these climate hucksters is that, that none of their predictions have come true because it's all a hoax. Later on in the show... The Prime Minister, I'm going to share with you guys a clip. The Prime Minister, excuse me, of New Zealand actually spoke at the UN and uh, and it had having to do with fighting disinformation around the world. And one of the things they're planning as part of the, the global World Economic Forum, global elites, globalist, new world order plan is to have to, they're, they're so wrong with all of their information that they're having to sh- try to shut down any opposition to it. So we're going to discuss the global plan to try to keep you from knowing the truth about climate change and how it's been nothing but lies and unsubstantiated. And they want to be able to continue to lie to you guys. Speaking of lying, getting back to politicizing, <clears throat> Here's our second favorite clip uh, that has to do with politicizing the hurricane. And it's Joy, none other than Joy Behar, none other than Joy Behar, uh, having to attack uh, Ron DeSantis for thanking Joe Biden for help. Skins, please play clip six. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, they will ever see. You know how I heard that, Andrew? It's almost like they're saying he deserved it. 
Well, it's like I was just saying, it's victimizing the people of Florida by basically saying, because this guy doesn't uh, worship, as as DeSantis said, he doesn't worship with uh, in the pew of the false religion of climate change hucksterism, that because he doesn't worship in the pew, this hurricane is coming. As though if he believed in climate change, this hurricane wouldn't be coming. Trying to tell the citizens of this country that that... This hurricane could have been stopped if people just believed in climate change. Talk about disinformation. Talk about lies. Talk about complete moron. It's mind-numbingly moronic. There's absolutely nothing. If you're sitting back thinking that there's absolutely anything that any government can do to stop a hurricane from forming or to make it be only a Category 3 instead of a Category 4, you're insane to me. I'm just going to say it. That's just I, I can't think of any other way to put it. You need to get out. You you're sitting squarely flat in the in the in the uh, cult pew of worship of climate change hucksters. I just don't even understand it. You have the right to believe what you want, but the problem is, as we're going to share later with this clip, the problem is these global elites that are shoving all this nonsense down our throats for the purpose of seizing control over every aspect of our lives. They don't have the data. They don't have the truth. They don't have the facts. They don't have the science to back them up. So they've got to stop, and and there's not enough of the people out there who believe this crap that they've got to stop those of us with a working brain from sharing the truth. We're going to take a break. We come back. I don't know what the truth is about what happened with the explosions, the clear sabotage on these Nord Stream pipelines, but I'm really concerned about it. I'm really concerned about how dangerous this is and why Joe Biden actually said back in February that if Russia invades... We're going to take out that pipeline. Are we, it was, uh, did the United States engage in an act of war against Russia? And what does this mean going forward? Jesse Jane Duff, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, and Veterans for Trump will be here when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're keeping our eyes down on Florida with Hurricane Ian. It's looking really, uh, really frightening down there. We actually have uh, Salem. We actually have radio stations and offices in Tampa and Orlando. But we're praying for everybody in, in Florida. And we're continuing to pray for you all out there. And we know that we've got some listeners. I'm getting messages from people via Facebook. We love you. Please take care of yourself. Please stay safe. And let us know how you're doing. And we're also sending our friend, our family here, DJ Potato Skins off tonight. After tonight, he's on his way to getting married, getting hitched. And if you want to call in, and let's send him off with some love. 888-344-1170. If you yeah, wanna... thanks for the call, Troy. Troy called in and gave me a piece of advice off the air. Okay, well, uh, yep. If you want to call in and give him some advice on air, 888-344-1170. <laughs> or just uh, tell him that we wish him the best, and we do. We'd love to hear that. Um, all right, um... Before the break, I was saying that um, I don't really know um, what's true and what's real or what's not going on with this Nord Stream pipeline. I'm sure you guys have all seen the images of an underwater explosion or what looked like an underwater explosion and natural gas being seeped out into into the sea up there. And I've got questions. 
I've got lots of questions. And this is this is the kind of story that I think people need to be really measured when they're in the media and talking about it. There's too many people that are that, that rush to say this is what happened. This is who did this. But it's very perilous times. And I'm not an expert in this. I don't even have a military background. But I reached out to one of the smartest minds in media. She has quite the uh, military background, as you know her well, as gunnery sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, Newsmax analyst, Trump 2020 campaign co-chairs of Veterans for Trump an ambassador at America First Policy Institute, and she joins me now to discuss. Hello, JJD. Thanks for being well, back. Good good evening, but, you know, you really got to get some smarter friends if I'm one of the smartest <laughs> minds you've got. Like, you got to raise your bar, young lady. But that's okay. I'll take it for this, you know. I'll just assume there were no better bookings tonight, and I'm the smartest tonight. I'll take it. I'll take it. No, girl, no, literally, you, you. You, were, you were the only one that I reached out to today. So um, start us off. What should we think at this point? You know, so the first and foremost is that when Joe Biden walked into the White House day one, he lifted all the sanctions against Russia and Nord Stream 2. He allowed Russia to continue on its dominance of all of Europe and empowered Russia to know that it could control all of Europe, essentially enabling them to decide to go ahead and invade the Ukraine. So I, you know, I go right back at Joe Biden, the irresponsibility that went on since day one with Nord Stream 2. So mind you, there's Nord Stream 2 and there's Nord Stream 1. Okay. And the two was actually giving the the Russians more dominance over all of Europe. Germany apparently tried to stop Nord Stream 2 from operation when the Ukraine invasion occurred. This explosion, though, it's kind of hard for me to everything I've read, there have been two pipelines that have been attacked. It looks like one was Nord Stream 1 and one was Nord Stream 2, but don't quote me on that because, again, a lot of this is still vague. But I'm not going to um, estimate who could have had the incentive to do this because right now many people are saying Russia has every reason to do this so that they can point the fingers right back at uh, Joe Biden, the White House in America because of those flippant comments that Joe Biden just recently made that he would shut them down. He would dissolve them. This veiled threat that he made with little or no um, muscle to back him. Like if you're going to throw threats down on the world stage, let alone with a maniacal leader such as uh, Vladimir Putin, I would suggest you keep your cards close and go ahead and walk in and carry a big stick. Well, right. There are some people. Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting. There were some people that are thinking that what happened with that was that he had been briefed as that is a possible plan of action and just spilled the beans because he doesn't have the cognitive ability to know when to keep his mouth shut. And he's so used to his fallback is to talk tough. Right. Meanwhile, now it's like you know we've got actually a former Polish defense minister said it was the United States he credited the U.S. with blowing up the the pipelines one of which was full but wasn't open and streaming um, because Russia was wanting to put the hurt on Europe financially and the other one wasn't streaming I don't think it is the U.S. though I really don't there's no advantage for the U.S. to do this to shut off uh, fuel going into Europe and have people freeze to death over the winter time there's nothing to advance whereas Russia can play victim and one of those pipelines apparently that has been left open and was on top allows Vladimir Putin that leverage. Now, let's say it was Russia. It could potentially also be one of the Baltic states and the Ukraine Mm. because they may have a motive of disabling Russia and their financial interests. But at the end of the day, 
ultimately, I go right back to day one on January 20th when that man walked into the White House and turned around and signed 14 executive orders. That was just the first day. And literally was overheard saying, what am I signing? And he had disabled the sanctions against Russia and enabled all of this friction and chaos to start. And as soon as this combat and action started, we saw nothing out of the United States. We didn't see them get into Europe. We didn't see them sending diplomacy. President Trump despised war. President Trump did not want to see military action. And he would have put the screws on so tight mm-hmm. that all of the Russians would have doggone decided that this isn't worth it. But no, Joe Biden enables the war. We're $14 billion in the hole now with the Ukraine. Look, I don't want to see the Ukraine invaded. I don't want to see people killed. At the same time, we have no checks and accountability where this $14 billion no. are going. Right. And the Europeans have invested little compared to our $14 billion. Oh, right. I think a fraction of what we've invested. Right, absolutely. And you, you also, so that you, you well chronicled what he did early on, which, which financially encouraged Putin. Then on his 100th day in office, he gave a press conference in which when he was asked about Putin invading, he said, well, of course he's going to invade. What else can he do? So he again, he he's practically pushing Putin, uh, you know, into into invading. Then you also add in Afghanistan and that manufactured chaos that lost us 13 or 14 brave military heroes where we left behind 80 billion, you know, in U.S. military, uh, 80 billion dollars worth of U.S. military. I mean, why wouldn't Putin uh, invade, right? I mean, we're, we're the paper tiger that, that Iran has talked about and, and add in Iran and how, you know, we've, we've been encouraging and enabling their nuclear ambitions there. I mean, there, there's no, there's no reason to fear us. You have to, you, our enemies have to believe that we've got the capacity to destroy them and that we've got the will to do it if, if we have to. And, uh, you know, I'm old enough to remember Jesse Jane Duff that it was Trump that was supposed to be the one to recklessly, flippantly with the flip of a tongue, get us into a third world war. This guy goes and basically says promises an act of war in the form of destroying a pipeline so then of course the pipeline gets destroyed and they can finger us for it the fact is is that we have displayed a lot of weakness and now sadly while nuclear threat is going we've got an air force that's telling people they can't use the terms mom and dad and they're worried (sighs) about gender pronouns and I'm going to just say this flat out. Look, God bless the airmen who serve, but y'all better get your leadership intact and they better stand up to this because I, I know the Marines already mock. We mock every branch of service simply because of our arrogance, but we've earned it with the, the discipline that we have and the rigorous boot camp we have. And I tell you what, if you don't want to get mocked by Marines, you better figure out who pees standing up and who pees sitting down because the Marines <laughs> will not sit here and worry about if a Marine says mom or dad. That is not our priority. No. Meanwhile, the one force that handles all this nuclear arsenal is worried about whether they're PFC or private first class or whatever the heck they call them, airman first class, wants to call his mom or dad. Oh, no, no, it's parent number one or parent number two or the one that pees standing up or the one that pees sitting down. I don't know. But this is a waste of what's going on. We have displayed a lack of military might, as you said. You, You ensure that your forces are strong and hardy and you ensure that your leadership is strong and you are 100 hundred percent right when biden spills out these things of well they'll get mad at me if i do this or i'll do that he's actually speaking the truth because he has no filter that is navigating him to say and if he wants to send these bill threats to vladimir putin i think he is making a foolish mistake 
Yeah. If you threaten that man, you better mean it and you better have your arsenal in place. Otherwise, shut up. Yeah, because, you know, it, it, don't we know, don't we learn early on in life with the relationships? Don't make a threat if you're not going to back it up. And you better be able to back it up and, and, and be in it to win it if you're going to say such a thing. I mean, that kind of reckless remark is incredibly dangerous because we, you know, if we're to believe that Putin is as insane as he is and possibly in his last legs, you know, from a health standpoint and is prepared to go nuclear on us, then you better have be a commander in chief that is careful, that is measured and it and is and is taking appropriate steps that that peace through strength doesn't mean running off at the mouth and trying to treat, you know, Putin like you're talking to corn pop. You know, these are very dangerous times that we're in. Um, there's also a report that I heard, though, that the U.S. Navy and, and, and see, because he said that now we've got these. I already mentioned the former uh, Polish defense minister who's blamed the U.S. Now we also have c- conspiracy theories like reports that the U.S. Navy fleet was conducting exercises and research and mock explosives in the same location where the pipeline blew up. Um, you know, this is this is just this is dangerous. How concerned are you about this escalating? Because we now might be assumed to have taken an act of war against Russia. I, I really again, I, I stress I don't believe it was us. No, I don't I believe don't it was us. Advantage. But, right. So I, if they're going to use this as a uh, excuse for an act of war, then that was the plan all along. So am yeah. I concerned? Of course I am. But that was part of the plan. Good news is the Nor- Norway today, this overshadowed the good news of Norway that has actually opened up a pipeline that is getting fuel into Poland okay. and Denmark. And it's disabling their need to have Russian oil. They are really excited about this because they have basically said all of the oil that they were getting or gas, I should say gas that they were getting from Russia was a, with threats, intimidation, coercion, like manipulation. And now Norway, which is apparently very oil rich, is able to transfer oil. But what they're going to be doing to protect their pipelines is they're sending up a lot of drones to ensure the security of this. Because again, we don't know where this came from. Was it one of the Baltic states in the maliciousness against Russia? Was it the Ukraine? Or was it Russia themselves? One of the pipelines is still secure, which hence can give you the impression that they still have enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know the motive, but we do know that Russia would have the most to gain by the sympathy if they were to come back at the U.S. Yeah, I, I think, uh, and, and isn't, I don't remember, I don't know if it's, I often quote the great Judge Judy. Uh, one of my favorite quotes from her is, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. I don't know if she, she also said that the most logical explanation is most often the truth. And the most logical explanation would be that Russia did this. Um, because if that's natural, even though, even though they, they obviously their economy is dependent on this natural gas being sold to European nations, it's also, you know, um, it, 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 it provides them the opportunity to claim that they're victims or as well as to say, look, the U.S. to drag, try to drag the U.S. into military conflict. Donald Trump has offered to help negotiate. Um, something between the Ukraine, the Ukraine and Russia. Um, I think they should take him up on his offer, don't you? You know, it would be fabulous if they did. We've seen Democrats do that under Republican watches where they have gone actually overseas and have gotten hostages out. What was the former governor of New Mexico? He was very popular for doing that. He had yeah. gone to North Korea several times. 
I know I, I don't think the Biden administration would approve it. But again, I don't think that when Montel Williams got involved in helping get uh, hostages released, like we had one Marine who was jailed in Mexico. He helped. His yeah, release. he was very involved in releasing of others from foreign countries. I don't think he ever waited on the State Department's approval. But Donald Trump has to be concerned for his own safety. Any travel overseas, he becomes a target. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, is a great risk to him. But if the U.S. turns out to be involved in this, I would think it was careless and reckless. It's literally like we have a swarming beehive mm-hmm. that is just buzzing around and we went and took a bat and hit it, yeah. which is foolish. And then if we get stung, the only person we have to blame is those who hit it with a bat. And that if, if it falls back on our Defense Department or our U.S. Navy, I would be stunned, absolutely stunned. And also, loose lips sink ships. I wouldn't be, if it came from the U.S., somebody would be talking. Because uh, yeah. there's not very many secrets that don't come out. Yeah. Well, you know, living in D.C., I heard a lot of talk. And that's how we all knew it was Hillary Clinton before anybody knew it was Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That had sabotaged the Trump campaign. We knew it was her. It was a matter of actually piecing it all together. Many people talk. And there's too many people that are engaged in an operation like this for the U.S. to think that it's going to stay below the radar. Just like, oh, my God, the, the foolishness of Mar-a-Lago. They thought that would stay below the radar. That blew up on them. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nothing stays a secret in D.C. I assure you of that. Right. I mean, uh, if I had to bet money on it, um, I would say that it was Russia and uh, who did this. But for me to, to even to even be in a position as an American, as the daughter of two Marines, to think that we might be this incompetent and this stupid and this dopey in terms of military and foreign policy is just sad that we're even questioning this, that we're even having a conversation about a commander in chief who went and flippantly said something like that. Right. Which led people to think that it was us that did it. Uh, and th- and that we would have concerns as to whether or not if we get in, into a military conflict, whether or not we can win it because of the way we went out in Afghanistan. It's just really perilous times that we're in. And it, and it does give me comfort to have you on Jesse Jane Duff. That's why I reached out to you and you alone to come on tonight and talk about this because you always make me feel good tonight (laughs) well thank you for being here i appreciate it so much anytime i love being on your show and everybody stay motivated even though joe biden's in office we have an election coming up and a lot's about to change absolutely now you guys need if you're not following her already um, i'm sure it's the same on truth social right your gunnery sergeant jesse jane duff on truth as well as probably get her well it's at jesse jane duff j-e-s-s-i-e-j-a-n-e-d-u-f-f all right, my dear. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great evening. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, now you stay, stay tuned because we gotta we got to end this hour on, on some laughs. Although, I don't know if uh, Joe Biden wandering around looking for a dead woman in a press conference is, is your idea of humor. It is mine. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that when we come back. And if do you have any marital advice for a certain uh, potato skin? 888-344-1170. Or if you just want to wish him well on uh, becoming uh, Mrs. Uh, well, I don't want to say her last name. Come on back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170. The answer is You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So before the break, we were talking to Jesse Jane Duff about this whole Nord Stream 2 situation. Some people are literally scared to death. We're looking at a, a nuclear war in part because of the commander-in-chief 
flapping his gums, spewing spewing crap like, you know, he's talking about corn pop, right? I mean, the guy's just not cognitive. This is why his cognitive abilities matter, right? Because it's actually dangerous. Still can't believe this guy's in office. It, it's it's shocking. And, and, and we're supposed to believe 80 million people voted for that, Skins? There's no way. I said it and I'll say it again. There's no way no. Biden got more than Obama. No, there's absolutely no way. There's no way he won this. Because even even when he was campaigning, obviously he wasn't in a position as commander in chief to say stupid stuff. But but he wasn't he wasn't there cognitively at all. He said he's. But I think and, and it has been a constant gaffe. Even though he didn't even really have to campaign because he was in his basement, right? Even then, it was a constant gaffe. Because remember from his basement and the Zoom call with Charlemagne? Hey, if if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I mean, it was just it, it's been a constant thing with this guy. But I think today, I think looking for a dead woman in a press conference is about as bad of a gaffe as it can get. I want you guys to listen to this today, Joe Biden. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie. I didn't think she was was going to be here to help make this. Well, first of all, I mean, he's practically slurring, right? I mean, is he, I mean. Can't even really understand what he's saying. I mean, yeah, really. Um, And and I, and I'm past the point in which I'm interested in anybody saying, oh, this is elder abuse. No, this is abuse of, of America. This is abuse of power that this man is in there. When he's, when he's literally, he's looking for representative Jackie Walorski, um, who was killed in a car accident recently. She had been prior to um, dying accidentally in this in this sad, tragic death. She had evidently had been involved in whatever this press conference was about today um, in, in terms he there having to do with um, at the, what I don't know what policy thing they were there to. And see, this is it. I mean, this gaffe has overtaken the, even the point of this press conference. It had to do something with something they were working on for climate change. So then after this happens, Karanji, what's her name? Mophead. Karine Jean-Pierre. She made it worse because instead of just saying, I mean, don't you think that at that point you just chew a pine cone? Don't you think you just say, you know what, that was an unfortunate slip? Unfortunate, move on. Unfortunate, move on. He's overworked. He's fighting so hard for this country. It's unfortunate. We apologize on behalf you know, just just say that. Instead, she tries to act like you know the reason why he said this and he's looking for her is because after what happened with her family, it, 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 you know, she, she was top of mind. She was the top of his mind. Here's how, what a reporter did encountering that nonsense. Clip eight. I wanted to return to this question of the congresswoman, and I think we all totally get why she's top of mind. You've made that case pretty effectively. Um, But I think the confusing part is why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? (laughs) I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have. Okay, we don't need to hear anymore. I don't find that confusing. You don't find it confusing? You're saying the reason why she's top of mind is because. He's aware that she died in a car accident, and that's why her family's there. Just made it worse. It just made it worse. Because if she's top of his mind because she's died in an accident, what's he doing looking for her being alive? Oh, he goes on to say more, right? Oh, I stopped it already. Oh, sorry. He goes on to say, we're running out of time here. He says, I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. 
That was good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I was. I, you know what? I stepped on my own punchline. But uh, but there's the sound. We were running out of time on the hour. All right. Thanks for the laughs, Kareen Jean Pierre. And thanks, you guys, for being here. We got another hour. Financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff is going to be here to talk about the economy and give you some advice you need to know in the news you can use segment. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.